premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey there, folks. This is Joe Rusiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sermon Sunday on the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Well, folks, I hope you're having a happy and blessed Resurrection Day. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And I hope you made it to church this morning, and I hope that uh, your preacher gave out the gospel message of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I also hope that when you left church today, you left with a renewed love for the Word of God and a fresh burden for souls. Well, this is uh, Resurrection Day, Easter Sunday. This is the uh, last day of Passion Week, as they call it. Now, last Sunday, we started Passion Week with uh, a message on uh, Palm Sunday. We brought you a message on the triumphal entry of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about uh, how the Lord entered the city of Jerusalem on an unbroken colt, the foal of an ass, And we demonstrated through Scripture how that unbroken cult of an ass is a picture of the lost and unsaved person. Now, on today's Sermon Sunday broadcast, we're going to talk about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, our priority as Bible believers is to preach the gospel. And the gospel is defined in the text that we're going to be using today very simply in three parts. It's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you eliminate any one of those parts, then you don't have the gospel. All you have is a story. And that word gospel literally means the good news. It's the good news. We impart the good news to people by telling them the gospel. All three of these events that Paul said are the gospel, uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection— are absolutely and completely necessary in order to have a gospel message. And that's what we're going to be addressing this afternoon. But before we get into the message today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section. And why don't you send us over a message? You can email... You could. Uh, uh, email me directly also by sending a message to info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and uh, let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. 
Now, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, I understand that it might be difficult to set up a recurring contribution right now with the way the economy is, with the, the, uh, the level of inflation that we're dealing with. It's hard to make ends meet. Uh, so uh, I totally understand if you can't do a recurring contribution, but if you could and you're able to do so, would you consider making a one-time contribution? And you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button, or you can scan the Cash App QR code, which is on our homepage of our website. So pray about it, folks, and no matter how you do it, if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts have been a blessing to you, if the live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way. And I would be extremely, extremely thankful for it. Now, first and foremost, folks, uh, I always want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. And there's no better day to be extra thankful than on Resurrection Day, because on this day, we are commemorating and we are celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. If it were not for those three components, there would be no salvation. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ are absolutely critical for your salvation. And I am so thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ reached down from heaven with his nail-scarred hands, and he saved me. He rescued me from an eternity in hell. And I am so thankful for that. Uh, there are no words that can really describe how thankful, how thankful I am and how thankful every believer should be for that tremendous gift. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me this ministry opportunity. This is a tremendous responsibility. It's a tremendous uh, ministry gift that, that uh, anyone could be given. And uh, it's something that I do not take lightly. It's something that I put a lot of effort and study for and preparation for. Uh, because uh, in this way I am here, I am talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, I am representing the Lord Jesus Christ in, 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 in what, we, what we teach and what we preach, and uh, I always want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward. Now, I don't always succeed at that, as you probably know. If you listen to enough of our shows, you can hear all the mistakes and all the little boops and stuff that we do, but, uh, you know, uh, I am really thankful for this opportunity in this ministry, and it's been a blessing. It really has. I have, in the course of this, met some incredible people, and I am so thankful for each and every one of you that uh, tune in faithfully to every show that we put out. I'm also thankful to all of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you for praying for us. It's a tremendous blessing and encouragement for me to, to, uh, to, to get your messages that you're praying for the, the ministry, you're praying, for, uh, you're praying for me, for my family. Uh, I, I do appreciate that, and it is such an encouragement, and uh, I really do thank you for it. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. Thank you for your financial support, and God bless you for it. Uh, your financial support helps us to basically cover all of our expenses. Uh, your financial support enables us to send out contributions to the missionaries that we talk about on our Missionary Sundays. Uh, your contributions uh, help tremendously in the purchasing of Bibles and materials that we send out to folks that request it. It's a tremendous gift 
that you give by your financial support, your prayerful support, your faithful listening. Thank you. Thank you so very, very much. Let me get a sip of water. I got something in my throat here. All right. So uh, please continue to do so. Please continue to listen uh, as frequently as you can. Everything that comes out of here, folks, thank you so much for the downloads and the plays. Wow. Uh, We are still currently sitting in five number one spots on the Good Pods platform, and uh, that is a real blessing. I never expected uh, to be anywhere near uh, the top 10, to be honest with you, or in the top 100. But thank you so much for all the plays, the downloads, and the support you guys have have, have shown us. And, uh, you know, on whatever platform you find yourself listening to us on, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, folks are able to find us when they do uh, searches in their browsers uh, on whatever search engine because uh, of all the plays and the downloads. You know, it boosts our algorithm. It keeps us up there in in the search results. And that is so important today because we need to get the gospel message out. It is so critically important today because I truly believe that the Lord's return is closer than most people think. And uh, he can come at any time. He can come before I finish this sentence. And there is absolutely nothing that I would have to say about it. I would not complain for a second. I have nothing on my schedule that's more important uh, that I would want to miss the rapture for. So I pray every day for the Lord to come and come quickly. And uh, so you need to get this gospel message out. It is very important, folks, especially if you have your, your family and your close friends and you know people that you come across every day that are not saved, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you got to get the message out. And by you sharing this with your friends, your family, your followers, boy, that's a, that's a huge, huge, huge help. And uh, also, folks, if you are on our platform that um, where you can give a five-star review, platforms like Good Pods or Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify, and I'm sure there are others, uh, please, if you feel that we deserve that five-star review, hit that five-star button, write us up a review, and we would be really, really thankful for it. All right, folks, uh, how about we get to some announcements? All right, folks, uh, if uh, you haven't been listening in on Thursday nights, man, you are missing something special. We have been going through the book of Revelation. Uh, we have just finished Revelation numbers, uh, Revelation chapter 7, and we were talking about the seals, the, uh, uh, the six seals in Revelation chapter 6, Revelation chapter 7, which was that parenthetical chapter, which is that little pause, like a gap in between the the sixth and the seventh seal. And this coming Thursday night, Lord willing, we'll be getting into Revelation chapter 8 and the opening of the last seal, and then moving on into the trumpets. And that's going to be a very, very interesting study. So when can you hear it? Every Thursday night, you can hear it live at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for our Thursday night Bible study. And you can hear it either on our website, 
at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Uh, we have a player on our website that you can listen to the live broadcast and, all, of course, also all the archived episodes as well. Uh, or you could listen on the Spreaker app, and you can check us out there. And speaking of Spreaker, if you are uh, currently an account holder uh, with Spreaker, you have an active account, and you're signed in, and you're listening, and you want to get into the chat room, just jump right on in and say hello. Let us know you're there. It's always a blessing to have some folks in the chat room. And if you have any questions, comments, cares, concerns, prayer requests, anything that's on your heart or mind, you can put it in the chat room as well, and we'll be sure to get it. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you can always visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And of course, we always want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church and my, and my pastor and my friend, John Monk, for allowing us the opportunity to uh, post the show on the church's Facebook page. Uh, it's a real blessing. We've had some good contacts uh, through the uh, the show being on the Facebook page, and uh, it's really been a blessing for us. Now, folks, if you're listening and you're interested in coming to a uh, Sunday evening service on here, on this Resurrection Day, uh, we are holding our usual Sunday evening service at 6 p.m. So, if you're in the area and you want you want to come on out, why don't you pay us a visit? Again, the address is 664 North Monroe. Now, folks, if you're interested in prepping, I'd like to introduce you to the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented vidcast and podcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. CRN releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on the current events, and there are no issues that are off limits to any of these patriots. You want to break down the current events? We got it. You want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency? We got it. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Yeah, strangely enough, we've got that too. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. You can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms, you could also find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. Now, folks, another uh, podcast that I'd like to introduce you to is the Three Pillars podcast. I just recently came across them, and it is really a well-put-together podcast. Uh, excellent studies. Uh, had a, it's been a real blessing uh, to check them out. Uh, the Three Pillars podcast focuses on personal growth and utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, they have a new episode every morning, and it's available on all your major podcasting platforms, including Good Pods. So I would suggest you check them out. Now, uh, at some point in the uh, in the second break, we're going to run a little promo for the Three Pillars podcast. Uh, it's a trailer, actually, so um, you're not changing shows in midstream here. Uh, we're just going to run their uh, their trailer for them. 
Uh, Tobin's a great guy. I've uh, been chatting with him briefly back and forth. Uh, and uh, a really great, great, great podcast. You should check it out. Definitely check it out. All right, folks, also don't forget to head over to our website and sign up for the programming announcements. Uh, that's just an email list that we've been putting together uh, to send out notifications if in the event the show is going to be delayed or it's going to be canceled or if we're going to have a guest or we're going to add an extra show or any number of different programming changes that might come about in the course of a week. So <clears throat> how to get on that list, just head to our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com, and uh, look for the subscription box on the homepage, fill it out, get on the mailing list, and when uh, uh, you get on that list, we do not sell your information. It stays strictly with me. We're not going to spam you, and uh, by getting on that list, you'll stay in the know, and that's so important. All right, folks, last one. Uh, Don't forget to head over to our Sword Swag section on our website, and uh, when you get over there, you're going to find these... Sword of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mugs, which I have right here. Uh, And you can get one of these really nice cups for a $25 contribution. You also have the uh, Sword of the Spirit podcast t-shirts in men's and women's style, and you can get that for a $35 contribution. All you have to do is just hit that little info button that's on on that website, on that page, and uh, let us know what it is you're interested in, and then we will send you the link where you can make your contribution. Just don't forget to include your mailing address so we can send that out to you. And uh, once we get the uh, contribution squared away, we get this thing sent out to you as quickly as we possibly can. And, of course, now as tradition happily states, we are going to take a sip from our Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug. Here we go. Mm-mm. Today's beverage of choice is water. Sorry, nothing, nothing extravagant today. Uh, just some water with some ice. Uh, got a really dry mouth today. Not sure why, but uh, we'll get through it, right? We, uh, as we've been studying through the Book of Revelation, you know, enduring to the end. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. All right, folks. Well, we are really cruising along here. Uh, We're going to take our first break of the afternoon, and then when we come back, we'll get into our prayer requests. And then after the prayer requests, we'll get into our message for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we are cruising along here today, which is a good thing, uh, because it is Resurrection Day, and I'm sure that, uh, that um, you know, you all have plans with your family and your loved ones, and the last thing you're going to do is sit in front of a, uh, your phone or uh, your computer and, you know, listen to me drone on, but... I appreciate everybody who's listening today. Thank you so very much for tuning in live. And uh, we are coming to you live from uh, the Asylum Studios here in Eagle Pass, Texas. And uh, it's always exciting to be with you uh, every time we're together. Uh, Thursday nights, uh, we've been having a blast with uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, I look forward to our Sunday, our Sunday sermon broadcast. It's uh, really a blessing. It's a challenge, too. Um, you know, coming up with uh, a couple of different messages during the course of the week, the study plus you know my regular work and and everything else. It's a real, it's a challenge, but you know the Lord has been blessing it, and I am so thankful to the Lord for it. You know, we announced the other day that um, I think it was Thursday we announced that we uh, we had another uh, financial supporter jump on board, and we we're very thankful for that. And uh, so it's been a blessing. It's been a real blessing, and the Lord's been using us, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but we're going to get into our prayer requests, and uh, so if you are logged into uh, Spreaker and you have a prayer request that you'd like to get into us, you could uh, just drop that off in the chat room, and we'll add it onto the list. Or you could always email me your prayer request, info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can use the web form on our website to, uh, to get me that message. Now, in the coming weeks, we're going to be doing a little bit of a change. We're going to be uh, shortening our, uh, our web address and um, uh, that'll go live probably uh, Monday, tomorrow, or sometime next week. Anyway, uh, it'll be whatever it'll be. It'll be before Thursday. So we'll be making just a couple of little changes, uh, just a little, couple of little tweaks to make it easier for folks. And uh, so just keep that in prayer as we make these changes. All right. So first and foremost, we always pray for those folks that are in need of salvation and. You know, we have a short list for salvation uh, requests here. Uh, It should be longer. So if you have any family, friends that you know are not saved, uh, that need to be saved, somebody that you've been working on, uh, let me know so we can add them to our prayer list. All right? All right, so first, we're going to pray for uh, uh, Adam's dad. Uh, Adam is a member of our church. He has asked for prayer for his dad. I don't have his dad's name, unfortunately, uh, but the Lord knows who he is, so we're confident that the Lord will hear that prayer. We're also praying for Sharon, for her salvation. We're praying for uh, a young man in our church, Manuel, for his mom. We're praying for a woman named Jackie for salvation. We're praying for all the unsaved members of the Baldino family for their salvation. We're praying for my, my friend David up in New York City. We've been praying for David for quite some time. I've been witnessing to David for years. And uh, it just seems like every time I talk to him, he gets harder and harder and harder. But you know what? We're not going to give up. We're going to keep praying for him because I do believe what the Lord said, that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to salvation. So um, we're going to pray for David continually. Uh, we're also praying for my sister, Laura, and we're praying for my mom, Diane. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for answered prayer. Lord, we are so thankful that uh, we can come before the throne of grace and we can petition the God of heaven, the God of creation, the God of all things, 
for those that are closest to us, for those that need to be saved, that we can lay those petitions down before you. Father, we just lift up all of those on our salvation list today. Adam's father, Sharon, Manuel's mother, Jackie, uh, the Baldino family, David, uh, Laura, and Diane. Father, we just lift them up to you, each and every one. Uh, And we just pray, Father, that you would touch each one, that you would draw them to yourselves, Lord, that you would just put in their hearts that desire to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior to recognize their need for salvation, that their salvation does not rest in the church, that salvation doesn't rest in their good works and their baptism, doesn't rest in Mary, the saints, a cookie. Uh, it, doesn't rest in, it doesn't rest in any, uh, any sacrament or ritual or, or uh, ordinance. It just rests solely on the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that on this resurrection day, that it would be a resurrection day for, for these folks on our salvation prayer list, Lord, a resurrection of their soul and their spirit, and Father, that they would be saved today. And we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to also be praying for, on our sick list, uh, we're going to be praying for uh, Nicole's grandmother, uh, who is in dialysis. We're praying for Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin has a, a heart condition. He has poor vision. Uh, we're praying for him that, uh, the Lord would give him strength and we want to lift him up. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a good man. Uh, he's my pastor's pastor. He's my friend, uh, at 89 years old with all of his health conditions. He still has a heart to serve the Lord. He still goes out street preaching once a week. He still reads his Bible 10 chapters every day, even though it has to be through one of those, um, those, uh, magnifying lenses because he can't see the pages but yet he still gets 10 chapters in. Uh, some of us can barely get 10 words in, and uh, that's a blessing. That's a real blessing uh, that, that he continues to do this, and that just shows his heart for the Lord. We're also praying for Hezekiah. Um, he'll be heading out to uh, San Antonio for uh, a number of procedures to remove uh, uh, what might be uh, cancer growth on his face and on his nose particularly, and uh, it's going to involve a number of different types of surgeries and surgeons, and he's a young boy, and so we just want to pray for him and that the Lord will touch him, and first of all, that it wouldn't be cancer and that uh, the doctors will have the skill uh, to remove it and uh, to repair it. We're also praying for uh, Mary Perez, who has cancer. We're praying for my mom, who is uh, currently in rehab, and uh, hopefully she'll be getting home in the next two weeks. We're praying for my sister, Laura, for a slip disc. We're praying for uh, Bernice. Uh, Bernice has uh, cancer, and she's going through these new treatments, and it really does affect her uh, uh, pretty harshly. Uh, so we pray for her that these new treatments uh, would be effective, that the side effects would decrease, and that, uh, that, that the Lord would just increase her appetite uh, because uh, one of the effects of this medication is that she doesn't have much of an appetite right now. So we want to pray that the Lord will increase her appetite uh, and uh, use these new treatments uh, effectively for her. We're also praying for Bernice's mom, Laura, uh, who also has cancer and has recently started the medications that she had been waiting for. So we're thankful she got those, and we're going to pray that the Lord would continue to uh, just, just work on her and, and bring healing there. We're also praying for Janae with a heart condition. We're praying for Furman, who also has cancer. Sharon Baldino, who has cancer. Martin Mata, who has cancer, lymphoma specifically. Daniel Villarreal, 
who has uh, leukemia. Uh, uh, we're praying for Rebecca, who's cu- recovering from surgery. Uh, we're praying for Adam's dad, uh, who has uh, some knee pain. And then also we're praying for uh, a young woman named Becky, uh, who found out while she was on her honeymoon uh, that she has cancer. And so we're going to pray for her as well. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, uh, for that you are the great physician and that, Lord, we could uh, bring those medical concerns that we have uh, before the throne of grace today. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you would just touch each one on the list here, Lord, that you would bring a measure of healing, that you would bring grace, Father, where grace is so desperately needed. Father, we just think of uh, some of the folks specifically on this on this list today. We think of this young woman, Becky, uh, who uh, discovered she had cancer while on our honeymoon. Father, we just lift her up to you. We just ask you, Lord, that you would just touch her, and Lord, that you would help them uh, to properly treat her cancer. We're praying for uh, Sister Bernice and can- with her cancer as well and the treatments that she's getting. And Lord, we just pray that you would increase her appetite, Lord, that she taken enough nourishment to strengthen her body as she goes through this. Father, we pray for uh, uh, Nicole's grandmother uh, with uh, going through dialysis. We pray for Pastor Martin for uh, his heart condition and uh, for his vision problems. And we pray that you would continue to give him strength to, uh, to serve you in any way he possibly can. Lord, we lift up Hezekiah uh, for this, uh, this surgery that he'll be going for uh, in San Antonio, these procedures uh, to remove this growth on his nose. And Lord, that the, the doctors will be able to uh, properly uh, and effectively treat him and uh, use all their skill, Father God, to remove it. Uh, Father, we pray for uh, my mom in, in this rehab center in New York. We pray, Lord, that, uh, that she will advance enough where she'll be able to uh, get home soon. Uh, we also pray for, pray for my sister, Laura, uh, with her back problems. We pray for Mary Perez with cancer. We lift her up to you. We pray for uh, Laura, Bernice's mom, uh, also with cancer, and Janae's heart condition, Furman with cancer, Sharon with cancer, Martin Mata with cancer. Father, all this cancer out there, it's, it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing, Lord, but we just commit all that to you, and we just ask you, Lord, that in your mercy and your grace that you would touch them. We pray for Daniel Villarreal with leukemia. Uh, Rebecca recovering from surgery. And Lord, we just thank you so much. And we just ask you, Father, just to touch them, bring healing. And we will so thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, we're also praying today for uh, for my brother-in-law, Jude, for his business up in New York City. Uh, he's a contractor. He does home renovations. He does um, uh, restorations and flipping and all that stuff. So if you are uh, in need of a contractor like him, uh, you could always reach out to me and I'll put you guys in contact, especially if you're in the New York area. And it would be a real blessing and a, and a privilege for me to do so. All right. We're also praying for Federico Salinas, a good brother in Christ. And uh, we're so thankful for his friendship and his fellowship. And uh, we just lift him up uh, today. Uh, we're also praying for Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for her husband, Alex, and his job situation. Uh, we're praying for Alex Herrera with his walk with the Lord, and we're praying for a hedge of protection about him as he's uh, back to work and taking care of his dad. Uh, we're, praying for, we're praying for his dad, Furman, not only for uh, his cancer, but that the Lord would be able to, uh, to allow him to survive the cancer uh, long enough to uh, take part in the rapture. Uh, we're also praying for Isabella with her walk with the Lord and Jessica for her walk with the Lord. 
Heavenly Father, we just lift up these folks to you on our prayer list here today, and we just pray for each one of them and each one of their needs. We pray for Jude for his business, uh, Brother Salinas for his decisions uh, that that, that uh, and his uh, his new career that he's embarked on. We pray for Angel and her pregnancy, and we pray for her husband Alex and his job. We pray for Isabella and Jessica and uh, Alex Herrera for their walks with the Lord. We pray for Furman, Lord, that. Uh, that you would allow him to survive the cancer and uh, up up till the rapture, so that he could experience that and not have to experience death. Father, we thank you so much for this. We ask you to bless them each in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and then uh, we're moving down to our unspoken prayer list here. So uh, the unspoken prayers are just basically prayers that folks maybe don't have the right words to describe the need, or maybe the need the need is too personal. Uh, that uh, the details aren't necessarily needed to be known by everybody, just between them and the Lord, but yet they still uh, need the prayers. So uh, for the unspoken prayers of our hearts, we lift up Eduardo Rodriguez, we lift up Larissa, we lift up Hector, Manuel, Angela, and we're also lifting up myself. So Heavenly Father, for the unspoken prayers of our hearts, Lord, we know you know exactly what they are. We pray, Father God, that you would answer our prayers on the unspoken list. You'd also answer the prayers on our sick list, our general list, and of course, Lord, our salvation list. Lord, according to your perfect will for us in our lives, and we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would receive all the honor and all of the glory, and we would give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. And we also ask you, Lord, that you would just bless the the preaching and the teaching of your word. Uh, as we come out of the next break, Father God, that uh, we're going to be talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ on this wonderful and beautiful resurrection day. Father, we just commit all these things to you, and we ask you to bless it and bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, you can always email them to me. You can uh, send that over to info at com. That would be info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Also, you can head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for the contact section and send us over your prayer request via the web form if that's what you like to do. All right. Uh, so uh, we, are, do not, we do not have any listener questions today, no birthdays to announce. So what we're going to do here is take our second break of the afternoon And that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a refill. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be getting into today's message on the resurrection for our Resurrection Day Sermon Sunday broadcast. And don't forget, we're going to be running a promo for the Three Pillars podcast uh, at this break. So you didn't lose our stream. It's just a a promo. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to the Three Pillars podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. 
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and I hope you're having an absolutely blessed Resurrection Day. I prefer using Resurrection Day over Easter, but Happy Easter as well, uh, if you prefer that. Either way is fine. doesn't really make a difference to me, but it is Resurrection Sunday 2023, and what a blessing church was this morning. We had a great service today. It was really, really, really well done. Pastor did a fantastic job with the message that he preached, presented the gospel in a very clear way, which was wonderful, and then to take part in the Lord's Supper, which is uh, just such a solemn moment uh, in the church, and uh, it was a real privilege also to be asked uh, to be a server during uh, the Lord's Supper. What a blessing it really was today. And I'm very thankful to uh, be a part of a good King James Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching church. And um, it's it's just, there's nothing like it. I've been part of other churches, and there is absolutely nothing in the world like being part of a real King James Bible-believing church. Unbelievable. So, uh, all right, let's see. Episode number 84. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, uh, I've said it before many times. I, I never thought for a million years that this podcast would go beyond 10 episodes. I've, this is the fourth incarnation of the Sword of the Spirit podcast under a different name the first one or two times, but uh, never really had any traction. That just goes to show that it has to be the Lord's timing. Uh, you can't force it. You can't do it on your own. It has to be, especially a, a something like what we're doing. It has to be in the Lord's timing. It has to be led of the Lord. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to flop and fail. And uh, I am really thankful again. I know I said it before, and I say it every show we do. I am so thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me this ministry. This is just, oh, this is just unbelievable for me, and it's a real blessing. And uh, I, lo- I love it. And uh, I thank you all so much for tuning in and for for being part of it. And uh, I love you guys, uh, man. What a blessing. What a blessing. 
but uh, episode 84 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. So there was this guy uh, that was in a coma, and uh, he was in and out, and he would wake up, and he'd fade off again. And, you know, he woke up one day, and uh, on this particular day, he was more vibrant and more awake than usual. And uh, he looked up, and he looked over, and he saw his wife sitting there at the side of the bed, and he said to her, hey, what happened? Why, why am I here? And she said, oh, you were in a terrible car accident. He said, well, how long have I been here? She said, 28 days. He looked around the room and he noticed that there was a cot there and that they had made up. And he said, well, how long have you been here? She said, I've been here the whole time, right here with you. She said, I sleep here at night and I've been feeding you and I'm here just to take care of you. He said, you know, a thought just ran through my mind. He said, you were with me back when I lost my job years ago. She said, yes, yes, I was. He said, and you were with me when our, when our business failed. She said, yes, yeah, I was. And he said, you've been with me through thick and thin. You know, when all of our kids went haywire. She said, oh, yes, yes, I was. He said, and now you're with me. And she said, yes, I am, honey, and I'm not leaving. And he said, I'm beginning to think you're bad luck. Okay, that was funny. Come on. <laughs> you know, do I have to hit this thing here? Let's see. Do I have to hit this? Okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe that's a twisted way of looking at things. But, uh, folks, I am so glad that you guys have tuned in uh, to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, for those of you that are listening live, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, especially on a holiday when you could be sitting around with your family instead. Uh, I do appreciate it. Thank you so very, very much. You know, it's important, and uh, I'm glad you're here. And it's important to be around the Word of God. You know, we need to be around the Word of God. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing more important and nothing more helpful than, first of all, you know, going to church and, and opening up your Bible and reading your Bible, studying your Bible uh, and, and Bible study it helps. It really does. I mean, sometimes it's painful, though, right? You have to admit that. Sometimes it's painful. It's kind of like going to the dentist, you know? Uh, like, I keep going to the dentist, you know? I even pay money, <laughs> you know? And what does he do? He drills and, you know, all that stuff, you know? You know, I go to the doctor, and they take my blood pressure, and it's normal. You know, you go to, uh, you go to a chiropractor. He, he takes your blood pressure. It's normal. I go to the dentist, he takes my blood pressure, and it's sky high. And he asked me one day, he goes, why is that? I said, what, you got to be kidding me, man. I said, yeah, I know what's coming, <laughs> right? I know what's coming. Would you take your Bibles, and let's head over to, to uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. 1 Corinthians, chapter number 15. And uh, we're going to begin in, in verse number 1. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. Moreover, brethren... I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which, ye, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures." And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, 
of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as one, as of one born out of due time. Shall we pray? Father, this is your sacred book, and we seek by the influence and the help of the Holy Spirit to examine it. Um, we desire that it, uh, it might be applied to the need. Lord, there are some that are listening today that need to be saved. They have no idea if they're saved or lost, if they're going to heaven or hell, whether their sins are forgiven or not. God, you can take, you can take care of all of that. You can take all of that doubt and, and remove it, and you can remove it today, and you can cover their sin with the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It would be a grand and it would be a glorious day if you would do so, and we'll thank you for it. And then for those of us that are saved and, and know you, let us rejoice in our salvation and that we do not weary of it. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, our first priority as Bible believers is to preach the gospel. And the gospel is defined in our text in very three, in, in three very simple parts. The gospel is, part one, the death of Christ, part two, the burial of Christ, and part three, the resurrection of Christ. Now, if you eliminate any one of those parts, then you don't have the gospel. All you have is a story. The word gospel literally means good news. It's the good news. We impart the good news to people by telling them the gospel. All three of these events that Paul said are the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. And all three are absolutely necessary to have the gospel message. And the reason why I say that is because more and more of the preaching that I hear, whether it's on the radio or on television or on the internet, you know, YouBoob, all that stuff, uh, eliminate one or two parts of the story. You know, you hear people say, invite Jesus into your life. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? When you get married, you invite your spouse into your life, but that doesn't mean that they save your soul. When you were born, your parents invited you. Well, some of you, anyway, I don't know. But traditionally speaking, your parents invited you into their lives, but no one was rescued from their sin because of that. What we're hearing more and more is an incomplete message. The complete message is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. Now, I want you to notice something in verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So the whole issue, the whole set of circumstances that we're presently entertaining are based upon one thing and one thing only, and that's what the Bible calls sin. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He didn't die to teach you how to be a better person. How many times have you heard that? He didn't die to be an example. How many times have you heard that? He didn't die to be a great philosopher or a teacher. He died to save you from your sins. You know, we live in a day and age, folks, where it becomes increasingly paramount to convince folks that they're sinners. And that's because, you know, really, think about it, just about anything except murder is acceptable these days. 
And even that's starting to change. You know, we find some measure of acceptability or at least a litany of excuses for just about any other bad behavior that you can think of. As a matter of fact, you know, you, you could probably get less years in prison for murder than you would for killing a bald eagle. Now, I don't advocate either, but I think you know what I'm trying to tell you. You know, we live in an age where we take a stronger position for harming the environment than we do towards harming people. And as a result of that, it's become um, increasingly difficult to convince people that they're sinners. You know, it, it occurred to me recently that the best way to get across the whole concept that that uh, they are a sinner and, you know, not just some self-righteous individual is to, is to read the Ten Commandments. You know what? Just, just open up your Bible, go over to Exodus chapter 20, and just take them through it slowly, methodically. Read them. Explain them briefly. Now, I've done that with you uh, in previous uh, shows that we did. We went through the Christian's Bill of Rights. We, you know, we talked about the Ten Commandments there. We talked about the Ten Commandments in, in, the, in the, the episode we did on, on sin. You know? And, uh, you know, I, I, just don't worry, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> okay? Well, at least not yet. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to go the whole th- The point is, though, you don't have to go through the whole list before it finally sinks in and dawns on just about everybody. Hey, you know something? I have a problem. My problem is sin. I'm disobedient to a holy and righteous God. The story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is all predicated upon sin. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. Now, for, for 4,000 years, the sin problem was never really totally resolved. You know, Adam and Eve were in a garden. Now, you may not believe that story. You may prefer to believe that you came from a monkey, but I kind of like the Adam and Eve story better. Adam and Eve were disobedient to the Lord. God said that in the day that thou eatest of the fruit thereof, thou shalt surely what? Thou shalt surely die. They disobeyed, and out the east gate of the garden they went. And then God placed a cherubim with a flaming sword at the east gate so that they couldn't gain entrance to the tree of life. So what did they do? Well, they went and they made themselves uh, uh, aprons out of fig leaves. And uh, that, was their, um, that was their self-contained righteousness. And God said, no, 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 no. I don't like that. And then he just stripped it away. He said, I'm going to clothe you with something entirely different. Now, according to the word of God, he took innocent animals and he slew them. They shed their blood, and God clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of innocent animals. And then this set a precedent in the Bible that it has never departed from, and that's simply being the innocent die for the guilty. The innocent die for the guilty. Be that as it may, though, 4,000 years into that, the problem has never been totally solved. And, uh, you know, we find a good foundation stone and launching pad for that way back in early Genesis. And we see a variety of sacrifices throughout the book of Genesis, which keep pointing to that suggestion that the innocent die for the guilty. And then you get over to the book of Exodus. And as, as God is about to rescue Israel from Egyptian slavery and lead them across the Red Sea and eventually into the land of Canaan, God tells the people 
that they're going to have a Passover. He tells them to do what? He says to take an innocent lamb without spot and without blemish and to slay it, and then to take the blood and spread it on the doorposts and on the lintel. And then he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over your house. The death angel shall not visit you and shall not visit the firstborn in your house. Once again, the innocent died for the guilty. Now, as we look and examine the Levitical offerings throughout the remainder of the Old Testament, and uh, even the various things the prophets said about it over and over and over again, uh, that principle is never departed from. The innocent die for the guilty. But, you know, that never solved the problem. And let me show you why. Take your Bibles and head over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. The Easter story, folks, is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 4. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Uh Uh-oh. Well, we have the conundrum here, don't we? A catch-22. We kind of have a problem. If the blood of bulls and goats can't take away sin, then we have 4,000 years of exercising futility in the Old Testament, don't we? That process was repeated time after time after time. Yet God clearly says that the blood of bulls and of goats can't take away sin. So then, what was the goal? What was the whole purpose? What was the value of it? Well, it's very simply this. It offered them a temporary restraining order. That's what they got out of it, a temporary restraining order. So in other words, the death angel and Satan himself could not knock on their door if they accepted the temporary sacrifice that was shed for them in the form of innocent animals. Well, then what happened to them? Well, we'll address that momentarily. We'll talk about that when we get to the burial. Uh, Take your Bible and go with me over to Psalm 22. Psalm 22. Not only was the death of Jesus Christ necessary for our sins, sin is the problem, sin is the issue, sin is the difficulty, but the death of Christ was prophetically addressed. Hundreds of years, hundreds of years before Jesus was born into this world, Psalm 22 was written. And what makes it even more fascinating is this was several hundred years before crucifixion was known as any means of execution in any society. No one, no one was executing anyone with crucifixion when Psalm 22 was written. Therefore, the author of Psalm 22 had to be visionary from a divine source. He isn't writing something he ever witnessed, and he isn't writing something that he ever heard about. Well, let's take a look at the psalm. Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Those words were uttered precisely by the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Look at verse 14. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Now, after after subjecting Jesus to a long variety and series of humiliations and, 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 and torture, 
and mockery and ridicule by, you know, first of all, uh, uh, the, the uh, religious people, Caiaphas, the high priest and, and his people, and then ultimately by the Roman soldiers who he's eventually turned over to. You know, they lead him out to a place called Golgotha, which is to say the place of the skull, and they nail him to a cross. They pierce his hands and his feet, and then they put him up on a cross, and they dig a hole in the ground, and then they lift up that cross, and it comes thundering down with this tremendous jolt. When that happens, you know, it has a tendency to rip all your joints out of place. Hence the psalmist, hundreds of years before he could have had any possible idea of what God had in mind, he wrote, All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. And then a little later, a Roman soldier comes and unmercifully thrusts a spear into the side of the Lord Jesus, and water and blood come out. Now, of course, this is a fulfillment of the prophecy. And then in verse 15, My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. And now notice verse 16. You, I mean, you can't miss this. Verse 16, For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. Folks, did they pierce David's hands and feet? No. There's only one on record of any significance whose hands and feet they pierced, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole thing is prophetically outlined. God had something in mind long before it ever took place, the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why was that death so necessary? Why was it necessary? Again, we're reminded the innocent must die for the guilty. Take your Bible and go with me to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. Now in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Now, how would you interpret that? You know, I read that verse to somebody once, and he said, well, you know, that's just your interpretation of it. I said, great, I'm interested in yours. What would that be? Folks, I can't come up with anything except what it says. I think it says what it means, and it means what it says. The blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. There's only one thing that cleanses sin. You know, this world is full of cleaners, right? Did you ever watch uh, daytime television? You know, it's one commercial after the next, and it's all about cleaning products. You know, this will clean this, and this will clean that. Um, and then, then, then you have those uh, paid programming, half-hour commercials, you know, those infomercial things, you know, trying to sell you things that will help you clean up. Did you ever see those things? Well, folks, what will clean your sin? Have they invented a soap, an Ajax, a comet that cleans sin? The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So now for 4,000 years, we have a dilemma. 
Mankind has a dilemma because the blood of bulls and goats is not sufficient to take away sin. So obviously, God has something else in mind. He was pointing in another direction. He was pointing at something beyond the blood of innocent animals. He was pointing to none other than Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son. That's where he was headed. That's what ultimately took place. We have to talk about the death of Jesus Christ. That's part of the gospel. He was crucified in a very, very cruel fashion. He died a substitutionary death. He died that death for you and for me. But folks, there's more to the story. There's the story of the burial. Would you take your Bible and look with me over in Luke chapter 23? Luke chapter 23. And when you get there, Luke 23 and verse 50. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a just. The same had not consented to the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the women also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Now, Paul says the gospel is the death and the burial. Now we're beginning to understand the necessity of the death that is so typed throughout 4,000 years of Old Old Testament history. So many innocent animals had to die and shed their blood because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Folks, I could bleed all over the street for you, and it wouldn't help you one bit. And the reason why is, is that my blood is just the same as yours. It's contaminated. It's dirty. It's infected. It's corrupted. It's got a thing called sin. You have a death sentence on you. For the wages of sin is death. Don't believe it? Go out to a cemetery and look around. There is a time appointed unto men to die, and after this, the judgment. Barring the Lord's return, we're all going to die. Well, what's the problem? What's the problem? We have a sin issue, and the death of Jesus Christ was designed to address that issue. But that's not the end of our story. There's the burial. Now, according to our text, there was a man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea. He was a good man. Well, why was he a good man? Well, he was a good man because, according to the Scriptures, he waited for the kingdom of God. You know, Joseph understood that there was more to this life than this life. There's more than what this life has to offer. Now, frankly, folks, it's hard to convince people of that. You know, we get letters and reports, and, you know, we, we've read some of the letters here on the air uh, you know, from the missionaries that, uh, that we talk about and that we know and that we support. Um, do you really listen to the reports and presentations that they give if they come and visit your church, you know, where people are deprived of many essentials and necessities of life? 
you know, folks that are that are in those circumstances and situations, you know, they have a far greater tendency to look beyond this life when you tell them that there's hope. You know, when we're surrounded by, uh, you know, remote controls, you know, I, I particularly like the back button, you know, that way I can watch two ball games at the same time, you know. You know, we're surrounded by grocery stores that literally stun the imaginations of people that immigrate here. They think, you know, this can't be real. There really can't be all this food on the shelves. You know, we're surrounded by by cars that can give you turn-by-turn directions, you know, make phone calls for you. You know, we have we have these little devices in our hands that give us access to information, you know, all the information we can handle. Incredible luxuries that our forefathers would have thought totally impossible. So it's hard to convince folks in those circumstances to look beyond this life. Folks, if this life is all there is, then God help us all. God help us all. Joseph of Arimathea was a good man because he sought after the kingdom of God. He was looking beyond the immediate. He was looking down the road. He was anticipating something way beyond this life. It says he was a counselor. He was a good man. We're led to believe that uh, he was comfortable in his living. He didn't really have any complaints about his life. Yet he had tenacity. He had wisdom. And he had an insight to look beyond the immediate. God, that all of us would have that same insight. This man went to Pilate, and he begged for the body of Jesus. The burial of Jesus Christ and the preaching and preaching the burial of Christ is necessitated because of the events during the burial time. Can I explain to you in the briefest way I possibly can? Jesus was crucified and he died. He died way before they expected him to. You know, Jesus was as strong as any man, and Pilate was surprised actually when they came and asked for the body. Pilate didn't expect him to die so quickly. You know, crucifixion was a very slow, lingering death, sometimes extending for days, days before the victim finally uh, died. (laughs) In three hours, in three hours, Jesus was dead. And Pilate was surprised. Is this possible? Now, can I remind you that, you know, contrary to the swoon theory that some of the liberal theologians like to put out there, you know what that is? That's that uh, the swoon theory is that Jesus um, fainted on the cross and was put into a cool tomb. And when he was in the coolness of the tomb, he revived and came out. And it's just been a myth that's been propagated throughout the centuries. Well, quite the contrary, folks, quite the contrary. A Roman soldier who's a professional executioner, said he's dead. Now, here's a man that's a professional. He recognizes death when he sees it. But why did he die so soon? Because it was more than a physical issue with Jesus. Far greater than a physical issue. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 10 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Peter said, he bore in his body our sin. But it went a step further than that. 
Did you ever stop and wonder where your sin is and what it looks like and what if it comes back to haunt you? you know, in our mind's eye, sin is almost a mythical, like uh, ambiguous thing that you, you, you just can't put your hands on or sink your teeth into. It's very abstract in form. But as far as God is concerned, it's actually very concrete. As far as God is concerned, it's about as concrete as a sidewalk that's under your feet. In fact, it's even more concrete than that. God says it has to be dealt with. And I think that all of us acknowledge that, you know, garbage has to be handled appropriately. You know, we think garbage needs to be dealt with, whether it's burned, buried, or recycled, you know, what have you. But why wouldn't God think that way? As far as God is concerned, our sin is the garbage of the universe, and it has to be deposited somewhere. You know, when Jesus died, the Bible indicates that his soul went tumbling directly into hell, and he became an offering for our sin. He suffered the fire and the anguish of hell itself. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He deposited my sin where it belongs, in the garbage pit of the universe, in hell itself. After he did that, the Word of God says that he preached to the spirits in prison. Now, what's that all about? Now, do you remember a while ago we said that, that those Old Testament saints only had a temporary atonement because the blood of, of bulls and goats wasn't sufficient to take away their sin? Well, what happened to those folks? Did they go to heaven? No, they didn't. They didn't. Why? Because God could not accept the blood of bulls and goats on their behalf on a permanent basis. Well, then what happened to them? Well, the Bible indicates that in Luke chapter 16 and a variety of other places that they went to a place in the heart of the earth called paradise. Uh, Jesus said to the thief on the cross, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He said in Matthew chapter 12 that as Jonas was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus went down and deposited my sin in hell, and he crossed over the great gulf that's described in Luke chapter 16. And Peter says he preached to the spirits in prison. Now who is that? That's the souls of all those Old Testament saints that for 4,000 years had put confidence in the blood of bulls and goats because God said that's what they were supposed to do. But they couldn't go to heaven because the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sin. But the blood of Jesus can. So he preached to them in prison. Man, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask the Lord if he'd let me hear that message. I want to hear that sermon. I really do. I want to hear that. I don't know what he preached to them. It just says that he preached. And I would love, absolutely love, to hear what he preached to them. He preached to the spirits in prison, and I'm pretty sure of one thing. Somewhere in the scope of that sermon, he says, I'm about to bust you out of this place. The Bible says that he has the keys to death and hell, and he held up his nail-scarred hands, and he said, See the key? The Bible says that many of the bodies of the saints arose in Jerusalem. In Ephesians chapter 4, we're told that he led captivity captive. He led them out of there. Do you know what he did? He took them up to heaven. Do you remember when he met Mary in the garden? What did he say? He said, touch me not. I have not yet ascended unto my father. Don't touch me. Shortly after that, he took all the spirits in prison. 
And he gathered them up, and he said, we're going, and, he, and he said, we're going straight to heaven now. And off he went. A little later, he, encounter, he encounters Thomas, and he invites him to touch him. He said, see the holes? Put your finger there. Put your hand right here in my side. Go ahead. Go ahead. You see, the burial is an absolute necessity in the gospel story. Why? Because in the scope of the burial, we understand what Jesus did with our sin. And it goes even a step further. In John chapter 12, when Jesus himself tells the story, and he uses the illustration about a seed, he said the seed has to be planted in the ground and it must die. And when it dies, it brings forth fruit. Jesus is the seed. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Glory, 
ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
Amen, and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruciello. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel. Also, don't forget to hit that five-star review if you feel like we so deserve it. Uh, if you are logged into Spreaker and you want to jump into the chat room, uh, still time left. You can jump on in, say hello, let us know you're out there. All right, folks, uh, the last part of the Easter story is, of course, the resurrection. Look with me over in Luke chapter 24. All right, and this is the last one I'm going to have for you for today. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24 and verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth and said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and other women that were, that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. Now I want you to get verse 11. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Now, tragically, I'm preaching to some people today, and it's as idle tales. May I submit to you that the empty tomb in the garden outside of Jerusalem is the only tourist attraction in the world where the people line up by the thousands to see nothing. Folks, there's nothing there, for he is risen. He is risen. Death could not keep him. As in the case of the widow of Nain's son, Jairus' daughter, and Lazarus. You know, it's, it's been remarked that uh, death could not hold its victim in the presence of Jesus Christ. You know, you go through the gospel accounts, he busted up funeral services. And do you know how he did it? Do you know how he did it? He just raised the dead. He went to the graveside and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And out he came. He went to the house of an influential man and raised his daughter. Death could not keep him. The grave could not hold him. Millions and millions of believers over the centuries have connected their hope of a resurrection to his resurrection. You know, folks, there's no hope in the Islamic faith. There's no hope for the Buddhist or the Hindu. There's no hope for the atheist. Folks, they may bury this old body of mine someday, but they haven't got me. They haven't got me. When I die, my soul and spirit are immediately going to heaven. I don't have to go to paradise in the heart of the earth. I don't have to, st- pa- I don't have to pass go and collect $200. you know why? Because the blood has already been applied. I mean the real thing. John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then what did he do? He pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not a Passover lamb. He is the Passover lamb, and it's been applied to my soul. 
they're going to put my body in a grave someday, and it's going to await its redemption or its resurrection. In the meantime, I'm going to walk around in heaven for however many years, if I die, like a ghost, the Bible says. I'll be identifiable. I'll have features. I'll be able to talk and communicate, just like the rich man and Lazarus in Luke 16. But I'll await my redemption. When God takes that which is corruptible and he changes it to that which is incorruptible, and my soul and my spirit are unified with a brand new body. That's the Bible. That's the Easter story. Whether you accept it or reject it is of primary consequence to you. It does have a consequence for the rest of us as well because you know, we're burdened for your soul. But primarily, primarily, it's consequential to you. Now, oftentimes when the resurrection is preached, it's done so uh, what they call apologetically. That's, uh, you know, defending the idea of the resurrection, defending the possibility of the resurrection, defending the witness of the resurrection, defending the legality of the resurrection, defending the uh, judicial necessity of the resurrection. All of those things. And then something occurred to me. You know something? I don't have to apologize for what God says. God said it, and that settles it. There's a bumper sticker out there that said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. No. (laughs) No. It should read like this. It should say, God said it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. The death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ultimately, and lastly... Let me show you one last passage of Scripture, and then we'll bring this to a conclusion. Turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Death couldn't keep him. The grave couldn't hold him. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, look at verse 55. Verse 55 of 1 Corinthians 15. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength, strength of sin is the law. Sin is conquered in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's absolutely conquered. Well, conquered in what respect? I still sin. Yeah, I know. But you won't always. Not when you get your resurrected body. Now, you can talk about all the things you want to talk about in reference to the anticipation and, and, and hope for the future. But last night I was sitting in the living room and I was kind of rehearsing some of what I was going to talk about today. And I started to think about, you know, seeing the Lord and how glorious that's going to be. And it's going to be glorious. But folks, I don't know if, if, if you can put it right at the top of, of the list or not, but there's one thing you have to really think about, something you really got to ponder, something... You've really got to grab onto and hold tight. And, and that is that when you get your resurrected body, you're not even going to want to sin again. You know, back in the Old Testament, they had a sacrifice for sins of ignorance. In other words, sin had to be dealt with on any level for any occasion. You know, sometimes people sin and they don't even know they're sinning. Have you ever done that? Hello. Ever done that? So God, 
instituted a sacrifice for people that sinned and didn't even know it, didn't even realize it until later. Or maybe they never came to a realization of it. You see, God is so fastidious about sin that he even put a sacrifice like that in place. He said, you're guilty, whether you know you're guilty or not. As far as I'm concerned, you're guilty. But I'm going to offer you a solution. Can you imagine what it will be like to not have a body that will ever commit a sin of ignorance? Never commit a sin of want to? Never one time disappoint the Lord Jesus Christ? Never one time get out of sorts with God? Can you imagine that? What a thing, man. What a thing. Well, you might be saying, well, I'm not there. No, no, you're not. And you're not going to get there until you get your resurrected body. The whole thing, the whole thing is tied to the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the preaching and the teaching of your holy word. Father, we thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that you gave us a solution to the sin problem. Father, I pray for all of those that under the sound of my voice today, I pray that if there's any that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, that today they would come to that realization and that today they would call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. We thank you for the love, the mercy, the grace that you pour out upon us each and every day. And we ask you to bless us as we go forward this week until we come together again Thursday evening. We'll thank you for it, and we'll bless you for it. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Well, folks, that'll do it for our Resurrection Day, our Easter Sunday, Sermon Sunday broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate you spending your time with us. God bless you. Have a happy and blessed Resurrection Day. Make sure you get to church tonight. Head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Send us over a message on the contact form. Look for that Support This Podcast button. And if you can, help us out with a monthly contribution or a one-time. Don't forget, folks, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.